What's up, everybody? It's me, Matt Farnsworth. Welcome back to Unfiltered. We're going to talk today about what if you got cheated on? What do you do when a woman cheats on you, when a man cheats on you? You get out. Unfiltered with Matt Farnsworth. You don't try to fix it. You don't take their excuses. If somebody is going to step out on you and be intimate with somebody else sexually, that relationship is over forever. This is a sacred bond between a man and a woman. Yes, I said that. A man and a woman. Not a man and a man. Not a woman and a woman. We're not even going to go there. This is between a man and a woman. Now, that sanctification, that beautiful relationship that you may have can at times fluctuate you can have a relationship that becomes difficult at times. And in those difficult times, that's where the love really plays a big role. And especially the love of Christ. I did not have this in my previous relationships. Any of them. My last marriage fell apart. And it fell apart because of infidelity. But really, we can't blame my ex. We can't blame me. What we can blame is the lack of the gospel, the lack of stability, the lack of understanding of when to get married, what are the right terms to get married under, when do you become intimate with someone. None of those things were thought about come from a conservative Midwestern family. There was no Bible. We didn't bring the Bible, even if it was a Christian Bible, any kind of religion around. It was really looked at, it was looked at as a negative, terrible thing, which is sad because when you really think about salvation, you know, this man, this grandfather that I had who was sexually abusive, he was just a terrible human being. He ruined the concept of religion and Christianity for my family. So had I had that earlier on, I would have probably made different decisions in my life. I know I would have made different decisions. However, I am grateful and blessed to have that today. So what happens? What happens when your spouse cheats? What happens? What do you do? Well, the first thing you do is you don't try to figure out all the whys. You don't try to run to counseling. You don't try to go to group therapy. These are just institutions that are going to try and take your money to attempt to heal something that cannot be healed. I don't care what people say. It doesn't matter to me. Comment all you want down below. Therapy can work. Marriages can be healed. Marriages can be saved. No, marriages cannot be saved when someone has sex with another person. The sanctification of that relationship is now demolished. It is over. And I got blindsided. This happened to me. I was married, and I was with someone who was very different in their personality. I recall distinctly things starting to change. They started to change at about year 10. Social media came along. We were promoting movies. And there was a lot of communication through social media, communication that wasn't available prior to social media. So we had a lot of fans, a lot of people that I thought, well, they're just fans, but she was communicating with these people and needed a lot of attention, a lot of attention. And I really didn't care much for it. 
I didn't focus too much on what she was doing. I just put my head down and did the work that I needed to do and trusted that everything was fine. Well, it wasn't fine. It wasn't fine. She had been communicating with a Canadian roofer online, and he had been making artwork of her. So he would Photoshop pictures of her in these settings that were, you know, romantic or famous scenes from different movies, things of that nature. And she loved it. I really thought nothing of it. I should have thought about it. I should have thought, this is really strange. And eventually I did start to think that it was odd because I would see these pictures pop up and she would show them to me. And so we would do a lot of photo shoots. We were actors and she was an actor and there was lots of photos being taken. And I guess she was sharing these photos with this guy. Well, it got weird, people. It got really weird. So your wife, first of all, men, should never be DMing other men. Shouldn't be happening. Even really in a business situation. It just shouldn't happen online. Shouldn't be reaching out to other men. Men shouldn't be reaching out to women. And you should recognize this. If you are studying the Bible, you should understand that there are specific passages in the Bible, and I will quote one right now for you so that you understand just how serious this is. In Matthew 5, 27, 28, you've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust, it has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Okay, that is Jesus expands the understanding of adultery to include not just physical acts, but also lustful thoughts. So you have these lustful thoughts that happen through social media, and I didn't realize that was happening. You know, this fan was taking pictures of my then wife, and he was using them to create artwork, but he was the entire time lusting after her tremendously. And as I became busier, I became more distant. Our relationship was growing apart, and he was working his way in, but our relationship was growing apart because of this infiltration of social media and all of the attention that this person was, was getting, this ex-wife of mine was getting. Anyway, I was editing a movie. Interesting, right? Of course, fun job. I was enjoying myself. But one day, she came to me and she said, I'm going to go visit New Jersey and see my family check out my family, just go hang out with them. And I'm going to go to a spa. I'm going to go to a spa over the weekend. And I'm really going to just hang out. It's just an all-ladies spa. I need to go decompress from all this social media stuff. I love you very much. I don't want to have any issues. And I think you're right because I'd mentioned the social media. It was kind of a problem. Like this is kind of, it's getting a little weird with this guy. You know, he's creating pictures of you and him like together now in images. It needs to just stop. So she promised it would stop. So right before she leaves, I found this odd. She had to get her hair done and her nails done. She asked me, does this look good, all this stuff? I said, yeah, it looks great, but you're just going to a women's spa. What's the big deal? Come to find out, she was not going to a woman's spa. You've already figured that out, right? So I tell her all this stuff looks great. She takes off the next day with the kids. I say I'm going to stay and edit the movie. We've never done this before. She's never flown to New Jersey just with the kids alone and hung out. And so she leaves. And I think, well, I'm bored. You know, I'm alone in this house in Belmont Shore in Long Beach. It was nice. But at the same time, I really wanted to um, 
maybe see my family, hang out. I knew something weird was going on. So I decided to drive to Arizona and Phoenix where my parents were staying. And I was going to take the movie there and just continue to edit that. Hang out with my brother. So here we are. We're in Arizona. I decide to check my iPhone at one point before a movie started. There was this movie starting. It was uh, back in the time. It was Bradley Cooper. It was American Sniper. About to start this movie with my dad and my brother. I think my brother or somebody said, yeah, so she's in New Jersey at this spa. And I said, yeah, she's at an all-woman spa. They've taken her phone. Apparently, she's not going to use her phone for the weekend because it's this all-woman spa and yada, yada, yada. Wasn't really concerned about her screwing around with some guy from Canada. I knew she wasn't crossing state, you know, the, the border in the, in the north. I, I just knew that she was going to New Jersey to hang out with her family. And her mother could confirm she's here. Everything's great. She was taking pictures. She was sending texts. Kids are great. I'm great. Everything's great. Headed to the spa. And this happens, people. This happens, okay? It's crazy. So I'm in this movie, and I decide, you know what? We're all connected on Find My iPhone, and I've never looked at it. I've never once looked at Find My iPhone, ever. I've never had to. I've never thought about it. So I look at it, and she's in Florida. And I think, what? This doesn't make any sense. So I step out of the theater, and I call, and I say, are you there? You know, I leave a message and I call a couple times and she doesn't answer. But then she calls me back and she says, you have to stop calling me. I had to get my phone out of my locker because it's running. The phone is just ringing and ringing and ringing. And they're going to kick me out of here if you don't stop it. So I thought, well, wow. Okay. But the phone says the phone is in Florida. She said, no, it's not. It's wrong. There's something wrong with that. That's crazy. And I thought, yeah, it's nuts. So we hang up and I tell my dad and brother that this is happening and they go, There's, she's in Florida, dude. I said, well, it, it seems like it. And so there's an AT&T next door. So we go to next door and we're like, hey, how far off, how far off can an iPhone, iPhone finder be? How far off? And it can be up to a mile off. So she's 1,700 miles in an opposite direction, obviously lying. So I continue to call and um, there's no response. There's no response. So long story short, she's in Florida. This Canadian roofer guy who has infiltrated our lives has got a mom that lives in Inglewood, Florida. I didn't know this. So she's gone to New Jersey. Her family, who knows me well, has covered for her. In fact, she's gone there with a cover story telling her entire family that I'm an abusive madman and that she can't take it anymore. This is the fabricated story. Now, narcissism is a very difficult thing to deal with, and I did not know what I was dealing with. I was blindsided by this, but I wanted to get to the bottom of it. So I call and the family really won't take my call now. They know something's up. And, you know, before they were playing a game, they were like, everything's great. Everything's great. Now they know it's on. And now they know I've got an idea of what's going on. So I find out this guy's last name. And so now I know this guy's name. I know who he is. I know he's been making artwork. I know she's now with him in Florida. My ex proceeds to shut off her phone for the remainder of her two days there. Didn't care that I was calling, just wanted to have the fun, have the party while she was there. And I flew to New Jersey. 
When I flew to New Jersey, my son was sick. He had a terrible ear infection. And the grandmother, who's just really the lady, was just an atrocious person, um, always, always was, would not take him to the doctor. She said, you deal with him. He was very ill. He had a terrible ear infection. So I remember taking him to the doctor. Um, just a sad time in my life. You know, when you wake up and you realize you've really made a bad decision, you know, really made a bad decision. And so I ended up having to leave that location. I should have taken my kids right then, but I was in shock. I really didn't know what had happened. So when this happens to you, and I did not do this, I'm going to give you the advice that you need and that you should listen to. You should listen to this advice. When you are cheated on, you leave. I should have taken my two kids from that location in New Jersey, gone back to my house in Belmont Shore, put all of her clothing out in the front yard, and said, don't come back. I should have called a lawyer. I should have gotten a divorce the very next day. Should have done all that. Okay. I didn't. I slowly tried to work it out, tried to figure out what I had done wrong. And in that amount of time, she was able to bring alcohol back into the house. We started drinking again. And that is where my downfall took place. I really let this one person take me down. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you do not follow God, when you do not follow Christ, when you do not follow the gospel. You marry the wrong person. You end up in infidelity. You end up in madness and drunkenness and sickness. You do not work on your sanctification and your life becomes destroyed. This is what happens. So what do you do? The second that happens, you get out. You cut the tie, be as cordial as you can, and you pray for that person that they get everything that they could possibly want and need. You pray for that person that they get everything that they desire. You continue to pray for that person. I know that sounds crazy. You divorce them, you leave, you stay cordial. By the way, you're no longer a family. When a narcissist says, oh, we're always going to be a family, and they always want to hang around, they want to keep knocking on your door, they want to keep coming back, they always want to be in your presence after that, right? They want to continue to keep themselves available and, and in the loop. They want to keep you accessible. They still want to be able to use you. The divorce was just terrible, by the way. It was just terrible. I didn't have any money left at that point. It was pretty, pretty crazy. I never really had a lot anyway. My family did at that time. I did not. And I remember that our divorce got so crazy that while I was in recovery trying to go through the divorce, she hired an attorney and she tried to change California law so that she could not only sue me in the divorce, but she could sue my father and my family. She literally tried to change California law. Now keep in mind, this is someone who left my home and looked at me and said, I love you more than anything, okay? While I was in recovery, just, just so you understand, here's what happens when you let somebody back in. When you let them back in and you're weak and you say, for the kids, I'll work on it. I went to rehab, okay? Because I had a big car accident. Some of you that know me know that I had a car accident. Well, now you're hearing why. This is why I had a car accident. This is why I had all these problems. I was gaslit to to nowhere. I'm not taking blame off of myself. 
I did this to myself. I'm not saying that I didn't do this to myself. I'm simply telling you that I was being gaslit and I couldn't get out of it. So in recovery, great counselor, I was staying there, living there, had her come in. And he said, what do you want to do? Point blank period. What do you want to do? And she said, I want to be with you. I want to be with you, Matt. I want to make our family work. I'm totally sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you more than anything. I'll never do anything like this again. I touched the hot stove. I would never touch it again. I learned my lesson. I can't believe this happened. The counselor said, well, then you guys both need to take 30 days, go your separate ways, no contact. You go take care of the kids. He said, are you still seeing this guy? She looked right at him and she said, absolutely not. I have quit that. It's been months. I'm done since he got in the accident. I have not talked to this person. It's over. He said, thank you. I appreciate that. There might be some hope here. You guys need to do 30 days, no contact. So we take off. And then that very evening, I'm on my computer and I get a notification from Airbnb. And I'm like, I'm not staying in an Airbnb. I've got my kids with her in a place that I'm paying for, by the way. Now I'm in recovery and she has access to a credit card. She's going and buying food, buying whatever she wants, hanging out, right? And I'm thinking everything's fine. But I get this blip from Airbnb because my credit card got dinged. And so I can't log into Airbnb. I go and log in. The password's been changed. So I'm like, well, let me change the password again, right? So I go in, change the password back, open up Airbnb. And I guess she thought because she changed the password, I wasn't going to be able to access it. And there's a message in there. And it says, hi, Marco. I have my boyfriend coming in tomorrow from out of the country. And I want him to be able to stay with you so he can get to know my two small children from a previous marriage. And... I was just like, what? I, I, was, I was beside myself. So she's got this guy that she's been seeing flying in the next day, right? I'm paying for it, okay? And I couldn't believe what was happening. Like this, this happened to me. And I was just beside myself. I called the counselor. He's like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. That's crazy. Just stay away from her. This, that's insanity. He said, in all my years in recovery, I have rarely had something that bad happen where a person came in and legitimately looked at me and lied directly to my face in my eyes with a straight face and was the entire time in a falsity. They were in a lie. He was shocked. And I was hurt. Like I was, I, I didn't have a lot of hope, but I was hurt because I really thought I was doing the right thing. You know, I had been convinced that I was this horrible monster and I wasn't. I was a great guy. I helped so much in so many ways. I never liked people that say they were a great guy. And I wouldn't say I was great. I shouldn't say I was great. I would say that I did things the right way. I took care of my responsibilities. And in the end, I didn't because I became, you know, obviously drunk and unwell. And so this just shocked me. This just shocked me. So from there, it really escalated. It went downhill. I decided at this time, I think it's time that we go ahead and we... We figure out how to get a divorce, and that's what I wish I'd done from the beginning. I wish I hadn't wrecked a car. There was a point, believe it or not, when we were living together in Long Beach that she got so violent with me that she was begging me 
to hit her. She was begging me to hit her so that she could call the police. She wanted out. And I didn't understand why she was even back. Like, what do you want from me? It was crazy. She ended up hitting me a few times and the neighbors called the police. The police came and I recall they asked me, did she hit you? And I said, well, yeah, but it was no big deal. And she admitted to it. And I didn't realize at the time after the OJ Simpson incident that anytime there was a domestic violence call and there was any kind of physical altercation, whoever committed the act of harming one of one, uh, the spouse, the other spouse, was arrested for felony domestic violence. So she was arrested. And this was prior to that rehab. This was prior to the accident. And things got real crazy uh, at that point. I ended up letting her get off those charges. And looking back, I wish I had just kept the charges. They were She deserved it, and I should have just taken the kids away from her and helped them. And here's the point. When something like this happens, when someone cheats on you, you bounce. You leave. You take care of your kids. You take care of your family. You take care of those children that need you, and you forget about yourself for a minute. Things will get better. Things will get better. It's just going to take a little time. And for those of you out there that have been blindsided, I understand it. I get it. I was blindsided as well. And it hurts. It is painful. I think my ego was more hurt than anything else because I couldn't believe this was happening. Um, and I just got to say to all of you out there, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Don't listen to the person that's cheated on you. Don't listen to their stories. They've lied already. They're going to continue lying. That person has lied to you. They have stabbed you in the back. This is not going to work out. You ever seen the show The Affair? First couple seasons of that? That's a reality. That's brutal. Once you are intimate with another person, there are feelings that happen. And the feelings for that spouse are removed. There's a distance that happens. And it will never be the same. I'm fortunate that in my new relationship, this is not the way it goes. This is not how it operates for me now. I was lucky enough in recovery to hit my knees, find God, and say, thank you so much. Please, whatever you want to do with me, I'll take it. I'll deal with it, whatever it may be. I went through some hard times, and I'm grateful for those hard times because the hard times made me tougher. They made me have good times, the hard times, because I was able to make the choices that I needed to make the right way to live a life that is deep in sanctification, that is moving forward in Christ, that is helping me grow closer to Christ. And in my understanding of relationships, I now know that my job as a spouse is to help my wife grow as close to Christ as she possibly can be. This is not about me. This is not about me. And too often in our relationships, it's about us. It should be about that higher power. It should be about Christ. It should be dedicated to something outside of you in Christ that bonds you together. Strongest bond I've ever had. I wish I'd known this when I was a child. I, I did not have that luxury of understanding that when I was young. I wish I had. would have been nice. But for all of you out there that are struggling, I care. I genuinely do. And I'm not trying to hurt you when I tell you that it's not going to work out. I'm just being honest. Don't harm yourself. Take care of yourself. You are worth the time 
and the energy. Christ loves you. God loves you. They want you to recover. They want you to spread the gospel. They want you to read it. They want you to be a part of their lives. They want, to, they want you to let them in. And maybe now, maybe now, in this dark, difficult place, is the time. For those of you out there thinking about cheating, thinking about other women, thinking about other men, think about what that's going to do. Think about the grass and it wonder to yourself and really analyze whether or not it's greener. And if it is, try and leave the relationship prior to infidelity. There's got to be another way or fix it before you go there. Because after you go there, there's nothing left. If you like this episode, I know it's intense, this one, definitely intense. If you like it, please subscribe. Would love to have you on my channel. Again, I have two podcasts. I want you to watch those podcasts, Gospel of Christ and my podcast. You're on right now, Unfiltered, but the new one, Gospel of Christ, is amazing. Love John Henry. Love the work he does. He has a wonderful ministry. Proud to be a part of it. So two podcasts now, Unfiltered, Gospel of Christ. Check them out. I think you're really going to like it. Have a great day.